For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. I went to bleed and resist, was on the 9th of June, 1862 on a summer's afternoon. I took the bus for Bamberg's and she was heavy laden. Away we went along Collinwood Street, that's on the road to bleeding. Oh, land, you should have seen us getting. I should have gone to along the road just to pay my cannon. There were lots of lads and lassies there, I was smiling faces. Getting along the Scotswood Road to see the Bladen Races. Hello and welcome to CHN Radio episode 112. I'm your host Greg Troxell. Uh, we are previewing the match today, a little later today, against Everton. And to join me in this preview, we bring you the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. How you doing? You know, I'm, I'm chilling. It's, it's a good day to be a Newcastle fan, uh, coming off the back the backs of a wonderful uh, 1-0 win at Chelsea, um, in which we review on our review pods. If you haven't heard that, check it out. Yeah, uh, we are. We have a lot of pods coming to you. <laughs> um, so maybe you've missed, listened to the Chelsea. We want to get you enough time to listen to this Everton preview. So so let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, big match for Newcastle. So let we'll we'll start with the last time that we played Everton. It was a two to one loss. For Newcastle, um, which is it, it was it was an interesting game because we actually like we like actually had shots and shots yeah, on target. It wasn't a deserved <laughs> loss. <laughs> yeah, um, Everton had fifty seven percent possession. They had nine shots on target to our five. They had twenty two total shots to our twenty. Uh, so very like like. Even ish <laughs> compared to most other Newcastle games. Um, for Newcastle, it was a goal by Fabian Cher. We had a pretty bad Andy Carroll issue. I mean, he had a great game though. Um, the goals for Everton both were by Calvert Lewin, even though like he scored two, but like they were like cakewalk goals. Um, any any comment on this game? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, no, it, it actually was. Newcastle played seven matches it was a, since a month then. ago. Yeah, and, the, and <sighs> not Everton, even. Yeah, Everton haven't have that. It's like the like, and you look at their last five matches. That is match number five in terms of being five matches ago. Not very long ago at all. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this was um, this was another one in that run of games Newcastle made that had that were just a result of their own errors. Um, both goals in this match um, obviously came by Calvert-Lewin, and he was getting gassed up. And I remember being so upset about that, not because it wasn't deserved, but because like this wasn't a performance by him um, that really deserved a lot of praise. Uh, his, his two goals came off of being in the right place at the right time, which is a very wonderful skill. Um, that we'll talk about as we get into this preview. But, I mean, the first was like a, a set piece in which he was kind of lost um, and, and wasn't being marked. And the second one was because Andy Carroll gave the ball away to Richarlison, and Richarlison just rolled it across the face of goal. And um, 
and he scored. So it, it was a match where Newcastle's own mistakes really cost them the, the match um, as a whole. Uh, I don't really expect it to go the same way um, this match um, because I think yeah. Newcastle would have learned from the fact that like you, they would have learned the lesson of you probably shouldn't make key mistakes in a match you're trying to win. Um, we'll see. Yeah, uh, Premier League table. Uh, this is the importance of this one is huge because we're both tied. It went on points yeah. in the table. Um, Everton on eleventh. Uh, we're twelfth, just based on goal difference. But a win for either side and puts the other three points clear. So uh, a big match of sorry, implications and getting to the top ten. Newcastle, in theory, are a win away from eighth. Oh, so uh, it's pretty crazy to think about. Uh, so let's talk about why do we hate Everton? Oh, Elijah. Oh, well, for one, first and foremost, this actually, for the first time, um, by the way, if you aren't checking out the main site, please do some really cool articles written up, um, at the time of this recording and release of this podcast. Um, I guess we've got the Willem story up on Willems and Dummett, which is unfortunate. Um, Greg's day after report from Chelsea, which definitely give that a read if, if, if you haven't already, um, I did a, a, an article on the Bill Bentaleb, a little deep dive. Um, and if you want to hear more about that, tune in to uh, the episode dropping tomorrow, on which would be Wednesday. Um, tomorrow, um, about Nabil, we talk, we go into, de- into detail about that transfer. And hopefully, um, down the road, there'll be an emergency pod for him. And then, of course, um, I'll refer to this one as well, uh, the, the preview that I wrote for Everton. And, of course, a big part of that preview is the clout meter. And I, I really, like, I thought about it for a hot second. And I actually, like, just really don't like Everton. Like, they have a terrible nickname, the Toffees. They're named after candy. A candy that is yeah. not good. A trash um, candy. A terrible candy. Their crest sucks. Um, and they fired a manager who had some swag. They're, they're the second best team in their city. And um, they have really boring kits. So, um, yeah, I, I don't like Everton at all, actually. Um, it's actually one of the first teams we've done that I legitimately, like, I'm like, oh, I don't really like this team. Yeah, and I don't like the boxer who represented them in Creed, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, from Urban Dictionary, Everton is the team from Liverpool who never win anything. Nice. Uh, used in the sentence, Everton scum think they're the best. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, another one is a club with very little success. Fans of Everton tend to insult other clubs rather than attempt to compliment their own. Evertonians tend to be the scum that hang around on street corners and generally give the city of Liverpool a bad name. This is an example of a typical conversation with an Everton supporter. Evertonian. Aight la. Liverpudlian. <laughs> when did you last win the league? Evertonian. Stevie G is shite. Ya la. Liverpudlian. Okay. <laughs> that's that, that's the um that's that was, it. that was not a great British accent. I'm not gonna lie, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was not really going for that, right, but good. Okay. It's fine, it's fine. Alright, yeah. Uh, so let's uh let's get into some injuries here. Oh. Do your lineups. Okay. Um sad news to report. Uh Paul Dummett and Jetro are done for the year. Yeah. Which is terrible. Um, Javier Marquillo's out. 
Jack Colback still listed on the injury report. Yeah, uh, Dwight Gales yeah. out. DeAndre Yedlin is out. Yoshinari Muto is out. Kisung is out. And Andy Carroll is still listed as doubtful. Um, on Everton side, Andre Gomes is out. Jean-Philippe, whatever. Gabamon is out. Um, Iwobi, Richarlison, Keane, and Sigurdsson are all doubtful. Whoa, didn't know Keane was doubtful. That's huge. Yeah, Richarlison is doubt. Um, he missed the last match. Keane, Sigurdsson, and Iwobi will are like, like they're saying that they, like they have been missing time and like partially tra- training, but like hasn't been fully active. The three of them, so remains to be seen if they're going to play or not. Uh, so Elijah, what's your Newcastle lineup? Um, it'll be interesting because there's actually a little bit of a discussion on the site as to whether or not Alan St. Maxman will, will start this matchup. I think he will, um, just due to the fact that Newcastle, like you kind of mentioned, I mean, Dwight Gale is still someone who I haven't really seen as being listed as all the way back or all the way fit. So Newcastle really only have one out-and-out striker, so I don't really know what formations they can really run. I guess you go under 3-5-2, um, but really the only option is to run a 5-4-1, um, which... To be fair, is their best formation this season. I think they'll go with Dubrovka and goal. Um, Kraft just had a really bad match. I don't really want to see him play. He could play. I think Hayden will will uh, will fulfill that right wing back spot with Fernandez, Lascelles, and Clark being the back three again. Matt Ritchie playing his left wing back. Miguel Almiron um, out on the probably right hand side, even though he should be on the left hand side. Um, Sean Longstaff I think will be in the midfield alongside Shelby. Um, St. Maxman will fill it out in the midfield on the left-hand side, um, and Joel Linton will be up top. Um, but again, it, this could be different. I mean, I could see Newcastle going with three in the midfield um, and St. Maxman coming off the bench. He did just play 94 minutes in his return. But to that point, um, he he also took pretty much two weeks after being cleared to kind of train and get back up to match speed. I mean, he's been healthy, per se, for about two and a half weeks now. And they really took his took their time bringing him back. So I think he could play again. And if he does, that's really good for Newcastle. Um, which yeah. is that we can get into later. That would be fantastic. Uh, yeah, we're, we're back to that crisis again. <laughs> which stinks, but we don't have a choice now. Got to yeah. go through with it. Um, but yeah, good... Good shout on like ASM and keep keeping him healthy. Uh, so let's go to the question we always like to ask: Is what does Newcastle have to do to win this match? Oh yes, and I alluded to it in the review pod of Chelsea, but I think bunkering against Everton is going to be kind of key for Newcastle here. I know that Newcastle in the last match they were able to see a lot of possession, um, but I think bunkering could be. You know, starting out with bunkering, at least, it, it, it might be the move here because Everton really struggled to generate offense when it's not a counterattack. Um, a lot of their, their goals come from the counter, which is a completely fair way to play, but they have struggled um, to score goals against teams that don't allow them to counter. Uh, they had an underwhelming draw against West Ham, who um, kind of sat back and let... Um, and let Everton have a little bit more of the ball than West Ham sides typically do. Um, and 
they struggled to score more than a few chances. They scored only one goal. They drew. Um, and especially with the the fact that like so many of their best offensive players are out, they're just they're just not going to be able to create chances at all. I mean, Richarlison's out, Awobi out, um, Keane out, Sigerson out. You, you have just a key parts of their offense are just going to be gone. So if Newcastle can force them to create chances on their own, um, I don't think they can. And uh, I think Newcastle will be able to see a little bit more of the ball um, that way um, after, you know, clearing and stuff. And I think they'll have an easier time than they did against Chelsea um, actually retaining the ball because Everton don't really have, you know, one of the best midfielders in the world, one of the best ball-winning midfielders in the world alongside one of the best deep-lying playmakers in the world and Jorginho and Conte. Um to press them off the ball and all that kind of stuff. So bunker and then look to, to attack on the counter. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the name of the game for Newcastle. It's, that's gotta be the way that we're going to win. Uh, I am concerned of the, just the lack of time in between matches and the injury issue. If we're going to be able to even produce an attack similar to like, we didn't really against Chelsea. So that's, a, that's a concern of mine. Um, but that's that's the way we're gonna win. Is we got we just got to make one of those chances count and and shut them out. I mean, I think that's the, gonna be the harder Chelsea to do thing, at home. I don't know if it was really injuries. It just seemed like our defenders were just hoofing the ball instead of like looking for the simple path. And part of that was John Joe Shelby wasn't really coming back um, as that yeah. midfield link, which is like again, is that due to him just not being all the way match fit? I mean, I don't know. So I, I guess you do bring up a good point, but yeah, it, yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm hoping I'm hopeful. We're hoping um, players to watch out for for Everton. Uh, if for Charleston's out, it's Lucas Dina for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, why did you say Lucas Dina? By the way, because so he's like as a left like back or wing back or however they do, they well they usually run a four four two. Yeah. With um. Uh, the new manager, uh, Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. Um, so as a left back, he's just been like, he's been like dynamite there. He has, he leads the team in assists. Um, he's like his crossing into the box has been like clutch. Mm -hmm. And with the way they run their four, four, two is they really like move, they move up, they push up Snyderlin, they push up Delph, Calvert Luen and Keen or whoever is going to be there. Maybe Tom Davies. Um, I don't know. Oh, well, Tom Davies uh, in the midfield. That was definitely... all get pushed up. So you essentially have four guys around the box, and then if the ball's coming on either wing, like whether it's Sidibe or Bernard, they both cut inside, while the right left back like will push up and make plays, or or they'll stay out and have the right or left back cut in. So it's like a it's a very intricate system and they can really pile some numbers forward if they if they're if they want to. And Digne has been a catalyst with them. Catalyst. He's really like shown up the most I feel like under Ancelotti. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't watched a lot of their games but he's been pretty dominant for me. Yeah, uh, I that, that's a good shout. Um I I'm going to go with Calvert-Lewin here just because one he just finds he already his, killed us. Well, that's that's <laughs> the first reason. He's already killed us. Um, but the other big reason is that he he does something that a lot of young forwards um, in the Premier League have struggled with. Uh, Moise Keane being one of them. Um, 
uh, Richarlison, his first uh, couple, his first, the beginning of his time at, at Everton when they kind of couldn't figure out where to play him. Um, Joel Linton is struggling with this as well right now. Um, Nicholas Pepe, like a lot of these guys don't find themselves in positions to score. Yes, the ability is there. Um, they're dynamic players. But in terms of like being in the right place at the right time, it's usually a learned skill. Just like, you know, you have to learn, you know, how center backs will play you in the Premier League, all that kind of stuff. We talked about it in the Chelsea review is like that there's a level of, of being able to hang with, you know, some of the more physical center backs and knowing how to play off of them and, and make these intricate runs in behind and knowing where to be on set pieces. And Calvert Lewin just does that. Like, the difference between him last year and this year is that. Like, the finishing ability was always there, but he's now finding himself in positions where there's an open net because he's just, like, in the right place at the right time. And so that could be dangerous for Newcastle, especially, um, again, with set pieces um, where, you know, he's a guy who if you lose him um, on a set piece, which Newcastle did do, he's going to he's gonna be open and in the right place at the right time. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna get a goal. So um, that would be the guy for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's take a break and we'll get into our fabulous stats. Mm. Uh, let's, let's do that right after this. Elijah, you always have stats for previews, so let's get it. Let's get to it. Um, Um, yeah. Just one for me real quick. Okay. Everton are unbeaten in their last seven home matches. That's crazy. Against Newcastle United. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you that's one. I'll give you another one off of that. Everton have lost just one of their last fifteen league games against Newcastle. Whoa! Oh, I'll home give you another one. Games, sorry, home league games. What's up? What's your? You other want? One? You want another? Yeah. Oh yeah, you do. Everton in the last three home matches, clean sheet, unbeaten in their last four home matches. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we're on fire today. Um, that's, that's all I have though. I'm out. Besides 538, I'm out. Here's an interesting one. Uh, away from home, Newcastle have won two of their last three evening kickoffs, which is 7 PM UK time or later, which is more than they had in their previous 21 games in the competition. Mm. Um, this is one that's Mm. making the rounds on, uh, at, uh, all over Twitter. Um, Alan St. Maxman, uh, registered an assist against Chelsea. Um, the Magpies have won 64% of their league home games when he started the season. Or, sorry, their league games when he started the season. And they've only won 8% when he hasn't started, which is kind of wild, wow. but also makes a little bit of sense. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, that's okay. The two teams with the highest percentage of headed goals in the Premier League this season are Everton at 38% and Newcastle at 32%. Um, Calvert-Lewin, I said, player to watch, scored six of Everton's last nine Premier League goals. Um, obviously, two of those were against Newcastle. And could be the, become only the second Englishman in the last 13 seasons to score 10 league goals in a season for Everton, along with, guess who, Greg? Who? Last 13 seasons. Wayne um, Rooney in 2017. Uh, damn. Which is wild, because ev- like everyone... When he made his return to Everton, everyone was like, oh, he's kind of washed up. But he, like, only British guy to score 10 goals there. Besides, <laughs> like, it's so, um, it's just probably another shot at Everton fans for just, like, not knowing how good they had it um, for a while. And now they're kind of understanding. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, that's pretty much it for me, um, I guess. Newcastle have won just three of their last 31 Premier League away games against the six ever-present, as they say, sides in the uh, Premier League. I guess sides that have never been relegated from the Premier League, um, with three of those victories coming against Spurs. So just really not uh, been great against the top six away from home. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll see how this one turns out. But uh, Greg, what else? What's after this? Uh, five thirty-eight. They they did their stat uh, for the second match day in a row. Newcastle have the third lowest percentage to win of any Premier League team. The team actually wait, yeah, yeah, third, third lowest. The other is um, Burnley is to man playing Man United and Norwich to Spurs. Um, so Newcastle have a 15% chance to win against Everton, a 23% chance to draw, and a 62% chance to lose at Everton on Tuesday. So that leads us to it. The big old prediction mm. here. Um, Elijah, do you want to go first? you want me to? Um, I think you went first the last time, so I'll go first this time. Um, okay. To no win, Newcastle. No way. Oh, yes way. I'm not you buying Everton being that good. I think they're the same level as Newcastle in terms of, like, I don't know. I think, yes, they have very talented players. Yes, they have they have looked good under Ancelotti. But, like, I think Newcastle, it's it's a winnable match. Like, it's not like... It's not like we're going up against Man City or Liverpool where it's like there's no hope in the world. It's a winnable match. And and I think that if Newcastle kind of stick to the game plan that could frustrate Everton, I think that they can walk away here with the win. Um, yeah. Especially if they're able to get back to their lethal kind of set-piece ways, um, which we kind of saw a little bit of um, in the past couple of matches. But, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of confidence in the side right now. Um, Joe Linton's confident. I mean, and we also have a, a different team that played – um, against Everton this past side, a more disciplined team um, and a team that's not going to make the same mistakes that they did against Everton uh, So in, in the reverse fixture. So, I don't know. I think Newcastle could, could walk away with a win here. Um, it would be a shocking win to a lot of people, but honestly, I wouldn't be that surprised. All right, so I'm going to reverse you on this one. Okay. Uh, Everton's 2 nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm, and the concerns are just on the road against a side that's going to have a lot of confidence. We we are too, but we're also not as battered as them. And I think that's gonna that's gonna be the timing of this match. The like they're on such a good run of a full, run of form with a new manager who's doing w- really well there. I mean, are I they? Remember, they were I in mean, the relegation they just drew zone. and they beat Brighton one nil and they had two straight losses. Yeah, but like, look at. I, I, okay, in those, but then let's go back a little bit further. And they beat Newcastle off of two mistakes and matched those. Wait, where was their two straight losses? Uh, Liverpool and Man City. Oh, oh, that's in the league, though. But I mean, in the cup, it was the Liverpool. But like, they drew West Ham, they beat Brighton, and they lost to Man City two to one. But yeah. then they, they beat us, they beat Burnley, and they drew. Arsenal. So they they've literally lost in their last six. They've lost one match and won three uh, and drew two. So if possible, eighteen points. They have. Oh man, math. Math is hard. Well, they also look uh, pretty bad seven, against West Ham. So. 
Which, yeah. you know. I don't know, like, I, we would be ecstatic with that. I mean, with that. no, we, we will. I mean, I'm sure that, yeah, like, they're, they're decent. I don't know. I just think it's winnable. And, yeah, like, yeah, sure, they've got injury issues and they've played on a chip on their shoulder. But, I mean, Newcastle have injury issues this whole season. Yeah. And are in a position in which literally I'd say almost every single preview I read for Premier League this season had Newcastle finishing last. They didn't believe in the signings of Joel Linton. They didn't believe in the signings of Miguel Amaro. They didn't believe in the signings of Alan St. Maxman. And Newcastle are somehow, oh, with over halfway the season done, you know, 11 points away from safety. Like, so yeah. I, I don't know. It uh, Like, yeah, I get they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. And, yeah, they've got injuries. And, yeah, there's a lot of players are out. But, I mean, Newcastle are also a team that's playing with a chip on their shoulder. With, with the point to prove. I mean, like, the under Steve Bruce, they, they've... They've had some really impressive results that no one has expected them to have. I mean, they've, 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 uh, they beat, what is they drew against Man City, beat Arsenal, beat Manchester United, um, beat Spurs. Well, they didn't beat Arsenal. They beat Manchester United, beat Spurs, and beat Chelsea. Like, you know, results in which no one, including us, were picking them to sneak results in, and, and they did. So, I don't yeah. know. Let's, let's hope it's this one. Everyone enjoy the match today. I hope you got to enjoy this preview. We're glad we were able to keep it a little bit shorter for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Elijah, anything else before we depart here? Um, as we're closing out this preview, we are a little bit over 12 hours away from this match happening. So, shout out to us. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's get three points. That concludes episode 112 of CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. This is the best damn calls in the land, Elijah Newsome. The best song in the world, coming home to Newcastle. And away the lats. Love you guys. It's cold up there in summer. It's like sitting inside a fridge. But I wish I was on the case side. Looking at the old time bridge. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the club again I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody And to live in Jody land Some people think we're 40 And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity and we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, hey, how I'm coming home The old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before And I love the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail 
hot walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the darkness in James's Park In the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of the river tine I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away Kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seen him how I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the dog is in jail.